boys over at County Towing are ready to help. Whether you're having trouble getting your car started in the morning or you have the unfortunate experience of putting your vehicle in the ditch, these guys are here to help, day or night. Did you know that these hometown boys over at County Towing purchased Coxon's Towing a couple years ago, turning them into the largest operation in southern Ontario? There isn't anything County Towing can't do. The team over at County and Coxon Towing are the best in the biz. Trust me, I know. Just this year at the 2020 Provincial Tow Show, they took home three awards, including Recovery of the Year, for their work to recover a rolled-over tractor trailer loaded with steel coils hanging over an overpass on the expressway. You can you can even check out the boys at County Towing on the Discovery Channel hit TV series, Heavy Rescue 401. Look, there is no one else I would trust to get the job done. Service is their only business. If you need help, give County Towing a call at 519-738-2624. That number again is 519-738-2624. You won't be disappointed. And what is going on, everybody? It is episode number 51 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. Speaking of GL Heritage, actually, the new cans should be in, so you should be able to get the new locale and the milkshake IPA. You should be able to get those now in cans because they only had it on tap before. Also, if you like my shirt, my hat, Rob's hat there, if you like those, you can just go on to our shop there, click the link. It'll bring you right into our merch store, which is brought to you by our good friends over at Laser Art. So they do all of our merch. So you can just click on the link. They'll send it right to your house. And uh, you can, for all sweet HTH merch. This being episode number 51, Rob, this is the Brian Campbell edition of Hattrick Hockey. He played 17 seasons, 1,082 games, 87 goals, 417 assists, 504 points. He's a world junior silver medalist. He's a Memorial Cup champion, Lady Bing winner, and last but not least, he's also a Stanley Cup champion. Is that good? Sounds good. I think that's good. (laughs) And that's my boy, my line mate. Rob, what's going on, buddy? How's how's everything going? Still crushing the mullet. Still crushing the mullet. So you're crushing the mullet all after the finals here, right? Yep. Yep. I love it. <laughs> it looks fucking. What and if it's you- growing on everybody, and it's really <laughs> funny too because uh, I'm starting to see kids wearing these fucking things. Dude, kids are rocking fucking mullets. I see. I see a mullet a day. Yeah, and we're not even in Wheatley. <laughs> I know, eh? speaking of that, but uh, but yeah, it's fucking, who cares, man? Rock it out. Hey, oh, we, yeah. no problem we, with it. we missed you yesterday, poolside. Yeah, crushing headache. I couldn't believe it. Like, I haven't had a headache in that long or, or, or like that in so long. Uh, went out to uh, Kenny's for my mom's uh, 60th. Happy birthday, Delina. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mom. And uh, we uh, just just had a great time. Like, it mm-hmm. was all the brothers sitting around just shooting the shit and uh, the wives. And, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And uh, come back and uh, had a couple drinks uh, when I got home and um, went to bed at like 1230 or whatever. And yeah. I woke up with the worst headache and i don't know if it was because i wasn't drinking water the night before or or whatever but fuck me 
I couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of bed. And I, I, I apologize to Pa and Ma for not coming out for Father's Day there. And uh, I missed you, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> I was just devastated. Mm-hmm. And today was is, even worse. Eh? Today who was worse. Is, who else is going to laugh when I'm getting the no, 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 when I'm getting those? Yeah. <laughs> You're always there to laugh <laughs> for me. Like, I didn't have that yesterday, man. It was oh, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was weird um well, we have some fun out there with those guys oh yeah it gets interesting so we'll jump into the hockey real quick before we hit the nhl i seen that the ohl the puck is going to drop october 7th so by the way it's out the ohl is going to start on time and i think That's junior awesome. and i think junior b and junior c start like a week later so this, I think, is, this is awesome. Yeah, we get so, to get out and, and make talk to some of these teams and, and uh, right. Let's get some you know, of the captains just get some on more and contacts shit. and get some more people out and uh, mm-hmm. have them on the show and promote their teams and yeah, fuck. That, that's why we're here, buddy. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm pumped for that, and we and we can hit some games too, right? Yeah. And it's nice. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, Definitely, you and I are going to go on tour this winter. I'll tell you that. That's sure. probably that's probably going to happen. Um. So, what do you think? Should we uh, should we just break right into where we're at now in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Well, yeah, sure. Let's go on to how we got here. Okay, so obviously everybody knows the Habs and the Lightning are playing Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. It being Monday when we record. And that game goes at eight o'clock, but before that, so the last time Rob and I were on the air, actually this, both of these series were tied at two games apiece. Well, we'll start with Montreal and Vegas. Montreal came out game five, just roaring, got a four to one win. They were all over him top to bottom. Carey Price was his normal self. Mark Stone was smashing sticks, frustrated. As all hell. Carey Price, MVP. Yeah, it's nuts what he's done. Win or lose. Win or lose for the playoffs, Carey Price is the MVP. Yeah, that's nuts, man. What he's done is unreal. We're actually going to talk about the goaltending matchup later, actually. But, uh, and then they just come out the next night. They won in overtime in game six. I thought that series was going to go seven for sure, but it ended up, tabs went boom, boom. Like right after we talked there, it was just boom, boom, done. And that was it, man. And they wrapped it up on to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time since 93, where they won. But so we'll talk about that after two actually. Do you have anything on that lost like Vegas series there? Or was it just kind of all carry price? Well, I was just glad that I didn't have to buy you a fucking case of beer. Like, <laughs> yeah. I knew I like knew I said, I I I every every series I pick, I lose, except <laughs> I, I did pick Montreal in this series. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just to beat you. I just thought that the drive that these guys have is so old school mm-hmm. with especially with Corey Perry on there. You could put throw his hat in for MVP. Yeah, you know, like. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm very impressed with uh, how rounded the team is like top to bottom. Yeah. You, you can run four lines and have no worries about that. Yeah. Yeah. You can just roll your lines. Yeah. Frickin, uh yeah. 
everybody was like chirping at me like how the fuck do you have vegas picked you fucking what whatever the habs are doing this and that i'm like listen like you don't understand like i picked vegas two fucking months ago like i didn't know that this was gonna happen yep. <laughs> and you know what i mean but now i'm fucking go habs now like let's go like yeah. let's bring the fucking cup back to canada it hasn't been here well since the last time the habs won the cup so it's been like 28 years or something like that it's too long yeah. man you know what makes me laugh is is these plugs that uh, you know they love their other teams. They're they're Toronto Maple Leafs, they're Winnipeg Jets, they're Detroit Red Wings, and they're all Canadians, yeah. right? Like, but the Montreal Canadiens have the name in their jersey. Yeah, Canadians. Yeah, we all are. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> you know, the majority of people that listen to the show. They're Canadian, and you should be pulling for that team. I don't give a shit if you. Oh, I don't like Montreal. You don't <laughs> want to see Carey Price win it, win a Stanley Cup. I would love to see Carey Price out of anybody in the NHL right now. That prick deserves one. Him, Gallagher too, like all those guys, man. That whole organization deserves one, man. Just what it's studs. been. They're studs. Like uh, Bergevin has yeah. put a hell of a team together, mm-hmm. and Mike Paley did call it. Before the year even started, he he liked what Bergevin was doing. Yeah, he said that he's building a team for the playoffs. Yeah. Now, mind you, they wouldn't have got there if it was the regular, yeah, uh, the, re- the regular format. Format. They wouldn't have got there. Yeah. They would have been out by like four points or something like I that. But still, you, you, it, oh, the Canadian division is so weak. Oh, and here they are in the Stanley Cup. I so I laugh at the ones. Put an asterisk next to it. <laughs> yeah, an asterisk. Shut yeah, the because fuck they're up. they're not they're not giving <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears to this. Yeah. Has anybody seen Corey Perry's face? Yeah. Are you like, kidding me? Those like, are the these ones like the ones awful. like put those asterisk ones like those are the ones that like go put your fucking foil hat on and wear your fucking mask when you're by yourself in your car, you fucking dummy. Because that's just like. <laughs> Get out of here, asterisk. Kiss my ass on the asterisk. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody somebody said that to me at work today, and I said, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, like just you know how hard. And I'm I'm not a Montreal by fan by any means, Mm -hmm. but what these guys have gone through, and I've watched more of Montreal in the last in the playoffs than I have all year. Me too. I watched they were playing Toronto, which they played fuck what ten times, but still. They're they're awesome. They are awesome, and and Carey Price is the shit. Yeah. And all you Montreal fans that were bitching about him, wanting to trade him, wanting yeah. to get, re- oh, we can get this for him, we can get that. Where are you now? Where are you now? Yeah, that just makes me laugh. Crickets, fucking everywhere. And we'll see. We will. Sorry, see. T- sorry, Tom, for all the swearing, but I had to get that. <laughs> off I know. That's funny though. He was giving me shit the one day for swearing on here. It was funny though. So we'll, uh, we'll pop over to the other series. So the lightning at Island Islanders, sorry, I can't fucking talk right now. I thought I was buzzing too. I thought I was doing good. So that series was just minus one (laughs) dash one. That series was insane, man. We knew that that one was going seven. It was a fucking absolute war of a series scrums after every whistle fights all the time. Um, same thing. It was tied to, two. Tampa Bay comes out in game five, fucking shells them eight, nothing. So that was the game. Actually, you and I watched that one together. Yeah. So 
it was eight nothing. We didn't even pay attention to the game. We were just crushing beers after a while because we look up, it's four nothing, five nothing, six nothing. And then I was going to leave him like Rob, just you know, put it up to the live because it's it's like seven nothing now. <laughs> yeah. <It was laughs> but, like double, I thought we were hitting double digits in that one. Yeah. So that was a total beat down. So that one was pretty well self-explanatory. Went over to game six, though. The Islanders, it must win, come out and they squeak it out in overtime. Mm-hmm. That was a tight series, yeah, man. Oh, that series was nuts. Then they turn around in game seven and they have a one nothing game lightning win yeah. one nothing in game seven there was on a, a, a shorty on a yeah. shorty yeah here's a little uh here's a couple stats about andre vasilevsky okay and his past he's four and oh in his past four elimination games he's got shutouts in every single one of them nobody mm-hmm. in nhl history has done that toronto should talk to him <laughs> So in game seven, he beat, well, New York won nothing. He beat Carolina in game five, two nothing. He beat Florida in game six, four nothing. And he beat the Dallas Stars in game six, do nothing. So nobody has ever done that. That's nuts. Imagine like they like win it or something and he gets a fucking shutout in the last game. It's it's fucking just weird how that shit works out. But we're so yeah. So now we go into the Stanley Cup Finals, and now we have a. To me, it is the battle of the goaltenders in this in this series. Like these two guys. So this is how it breaks down when it comes to these two in that. So Carey Price is twelve wins, five losses. He's got a. 2.02 goals against he's got a 934 save and he's got one shutout pretty good right go to the other side or look five losses five losses three of them were three of them were against toronto yeah so that's how well he's done since toronto yeah it's nuts so then okay so carrie price looks down the rink and he sees andre vasilevsky he's 12 and 6 1.99 goals against 0.936 save and he's got four shutouts which was those four that i was just talking about yeah <laughs> the backup goalies so mcelenny for the lightning and jake allen for the habs they haven't even played not yeah. one game not one fucking game you're hot you gotta roll yeah right and these and these two you guys get a game me. off every every mm-hmm. every other day you're a game off mm-hmm. you know what i mean like there, there's no reason that, like you, 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 you're making bank mm-hmm. and there's no reason that you're, ro- you're rolling two goalies in the playoffs, two goalies for the regular season. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see that because oh, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a drag, it's a drag out. Right. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, I don't understand why uh, goalies get the next day off. You know, when I, I get it that they're standing out there, what do you think about like if a goalie, if, if the play's down the other end and the goalie sits down on his pads, when do you think that'd be a better rest? Like, so, so think about it. Like if, if you go right down to it, they never used to have water bottles on the back of the net. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Darren Poopa was the first one to have a, a bottle on the back of his net yeah. in the playoffs. And the, I, I want to say they were playing the Oilers. 
and the Oilers were bitching about him having a, the water, uh, bottle. a water bottle on the back of his net. And, and then they're like, oh, what is it going to be? Now he's going to have a smorgasbord back there too. And you know what I mean? Whatever. But you get to go back to the bench every shift and get a drink of water. This guy, he's got to wait till a whistle, uh, whatever. So, so what's the big deal if a goalie sits down on his pads instead of standing up for three fucking hours mm-hmm. during a hockey game with all that heavy equipment on, sweating your balls off? Why can't you just sit down on your pads? We had a goalie uh, when I was playing for uh, Big V we used to sit on the top of the crossbar. Oh, just, fucking, just hop up on his net. Yeah. Hokey used to sit on the top of the crossbar when the <laughs> play was down the other end. That's funny. He just hop right up, boom, sit right on it. And when the, and he, <laughs> there was times, bro, that the puck would get shot down the ice and he would just put his paddle down and stop it, bang it over into the corner. And, you know, the D guy would come back, pick yeah. it up and, and off he goes. So, yeah. The coach is probably fucking having a heart attack. Losing his mind. Losing his mind. Like, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to these two, though, and that, but these two guys are the kind of the ones that they can play those long, like, long stretches of games. For so, sure. Right? Like, to me, those two, these are the best two goalies in the world squaring off for the cup. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a low-scoring series. Very low well, scoring. Montreal too. hasn't run up the score on anybody, so mm-hmm. so I don't see that happening. What like what do you think when it comes to the series? Like, could you I think it's going to be mean as hell. Could mean as hell. Happening? I think it's just going to be a knockdown, drag out. You know, but I still here's my problem with the playoffs. Can, can okay. Uh, are we going to go into the referees after or are we? Yeah, gonna... yeah, sure. We can. Okay. So yeah. So it's, it's going to be a knockdown drag out, uh, you know, series. So let me ask, there's going to be no prisoners. There's going to be so many, you know, black eyes, broke, uh, bruised ribs, bruised bodies, you know, yeah. both these teams block shots. Big so, time. That being said, and they all go to the net. And you have some of the biggest defensemen in the league playing on both these teams. So mm-hmm. I I just I just seeing it being very vicious. And it's gonna be who took more punishment coming up to this series mm-hmm. and who can last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the big question then who's gonna win the series and how many games? <laughs> why don't you answer this one first listen i'm on the habs bandwagon and i just think that carrie price is on a fucking mission right now Come he's, on, ride the train. he's on an absolute mission drew hates it but we're jumping on the wagon okay we're jumping on the habs wagon i know you are too and oh, for fucking, sure let's go baby we're riding carrie price like i said he just has He's got that little twinkle in his eye that he's fucking just, he's dialed in, man. I i don't think I've ever seen him play like this. Is it as close as he's been? Yeah. He's out of like his he, mind right he now. He hasn't been to the Stanley Cup, right? Nope. Right. This is the so, first time since 93. He wants this. Been there, so. He wants this so bad. And to me, this completes our resume. 
I will put my money. Oh yeah. Like, like you know, there, so- there was a, there was a th- another thing they said, if Corey Perry retired today, he'd be in the hockey hall of fame by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's you know what I mean? Like the guy's a stud. He yeah. is just a stud. And I think Toronto missed the mark when they didn't get him, mm-hmm. but I still love Spezza. Spezza's yeah. awesome. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Habs for sure. So I'm going Habs. I'm riding price. And uh, I can't really give one answer. It's going at least six games, if not seven, I say. But it's it's Habs. So Habs fans, I'm picking you. I'm going with the Habs. You? Habs and six. So you're the same as me. Habs and six or seven. Well, I'm just saying it's going at least six. You can't pick two, you clown. You gotta pick one. It's going seven. Uh, oh, I picked the Habs in five, six, or seven. <laughs> it's going seven then. <laughs> Just because of these, because of these goalies. If the goalies, if it was a little more lopsided, but these goalies are pretty much like I- identical stats. So I'm gonna say it's gonna go seven games. It's gonna be a battle of the goalies, and in the end, it's gonna be who makes the last mistake. Okay, so you know when we were watching um what was it Tampa Bay and, and the Islanders when they was eight mm-hmm. one or something like that? Yeah. Do you think Corey Perry would not have gotten a fucking suspension if they were running up the score like that? Mm-hmm. Like for you gotta what, be shitting me. For which play? Was there a play that I missed? No, for running up the score. Oh, okay. Like you, you're gonna pump us eight one. Like you're not gonna peel off, and you know what I mean. Just play keep away from us. Once you get up six, or whatever. No, they keep going to the net. They keep, you know what I mean. Corey Perry, he's he's giving somebody a cross check. Yeah. Or a spear, because you only get five thousand dollars for a spear. Yeah, I'd probably almost do the same though. Why not? It's the pros. I wouldn't expect a team. Or, or you break somebody's jaw. You only get one game. Remember Gallagher last year? And just just have a couple fucking scraps. You're that pissed off, you know you're not going to win the game. Just fight it out. So you might leave here with the win. You may win the battle, but you're going to lose the war. <laughs> like you know, why no, not? Nope, nope. Some, somebody's not playing the next game with me. <laughs> Someone's playing, not the, playing next the next game with me. So, I'm going to get suspended, and you're going to be broken. So all that being said, we should probably go over to our interview, eh? Absolutely. So we got Josh Carnival. He's the uh, He's the head coach for for the Wheatley Sharks. He was a beauty. Me and Rob were fucking with him a little fucking bit. Beauty. But uh, you but, know he was crushing OVs and drinking whiskey on the side. <laughs> you know yeah. for sure. The only thing he didn't do was light a dart. But other than that, he was a pretty cool guy. He was a great interview. Um, I can't wait to get out to Wheatley and, and see these guys. Uh, yeah. Great great people. Yeah. Great we're people. Definitely, definitely going to go to Wheatley. For sure. So, Wheatley. This one's for you. Here's your head coach, Josh Carnival. Enjoy. Roll it. Don't tie. Woo! 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 And well, Leamington, this next cat on here with us, played four years for the Leamington Flyers. He played two years with the Wheatley Sharks, where now I believe he serves as the head coach. Josh Carnival. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Good, guys. How are you? Not bad. How's everything going? 
Oh, well, it's getting better. We're starting to be able to do some more things. So that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. I see too. You guys are going to start on time, eh? Yeah. As, as close to on time as we can, I guess, October one, they announced yesterday. So yeah, that's uh, definitely a positive, positive sign. When do you guys normally fire up? Uh, anywhere between middle of September to you typically we're we're going in September junior C and then yeah. junior B kind of falls in about a week or two after us um so yeah I mean we're we're a little bit I guess a week or two maybe later than usual but pretty much right on right on schedule that's beautiful yeah yeah it'll be uh it'll be nice to get back in the rink again for sure mm-hmm. when when do your camps open up uh, to be honest, I have no idea. It'll depend on who's got ice and where where we can have it. <laughs> to be honest, Wheatley doesn't typically get their ice in until after Labor Day, and oh. then uh, we typically have our camps in Leamington. But with it being a vaccination center, I doubt that's going to happen. So we'll have to improvise a little bit. Oh yeah, I never thought about that. That that they were, but by then, by the time you guys go in there, they should have everything almost about wrapped up because everybody's going in for their second rounds. You would think, but I don't. Who knows what the federal government's plans are, or mm-hmm. provincial government, I guess, at the time. But hopefully, be. Not- well, I mean, Leamington, Leamington will need to be getting in there too. So I would imagine they'll have it somewhat figured out by then. Now, do you guys have to be in a certain? Is it stage like? Is it three that you guys have to be in to be out on the ice or is it two? I think we can be in stage two. I think uh, from my understanding, stage two, we can start skating. Stage three, we can start playing. I I believe is the way it goes, but who knows? It'll probably change eight times before then. Yeah. I'll just let the boys skate for fuck's sake. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Have have they mentioned anything to you guys, uh, Josh, about uh, you have to be vaccinated to play or anything like that? Actually, funny enough, Grubby just texted me about an hour ago saying it sounds like they're pushing it to be double vaxxed by the start of the season. Wow. See, and everybody but, said, too, they're like, they can't. I'm like, I'm telling you, man, they're going to. I said it would be a matter of time before they linked your like vaccination record to your freaking passport. And yeah. it's going to, and it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's sounding more and more like that's the, the way it's headed, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Just get a tattoo with it. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a, like a barcode that they can just scan when then they know you're fully vaccinated. There's a lot of people that are, are, are going to bitch about this too. Right. If it, when it yeah. comes right down to it, you're, you're, you're making me get it. Like yeah. if you want to travel over to the States or visit any other country, you, you have to have both your shots before you go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I don't see the problem and I'm going to get it because I want to travel. Me too. So, yeah, you know, I've, 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 I haven't got it yet. Fucking mask. Yeah, I haven't got it yet, but I mean, it seems more and more likely. I'm going to need it for work at some point too. So, I mean, so I've been kind of putting it off as long as I can, but it's <laughs> going to come to a point where, where we're going to be all more than likely forced into doing it. So, no, there's nice. always one way it'll get you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyways, we'll slide back over into the hockey here. So, you grew up a leamington boy right so yeah is that where you obviously grew up your whole life playing yeah 
pretty much I uh, grew up in South Point, uh, played South Point till Bantam, and then uh, played three years in Sun County before I went to junior. Oh, man. All the guys did that Sun County, eh, Rob? Like, we've had a lot yeah, of guys play like there. Everybody that we got on here played in Sun County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was um, a good time. Josh, how did, how did you get involved in hockey? Uh, like, who honest, got you involved? My dad. Um, when we were kids, he put rinks in the backyard. And uh, me and my brother just kind of started out there and then got into playing, you know, competitively or, you know, in, in a system um, right from right from mites up pretty much. And, uh, yeah, just every winter pretty much my dad had a rink in the backyard and me and my brother would spend hours upon hours out there just screwing around. Just beating the yeah. shit out of each other the whole time? Yeah. Oh, more me beating the shit out of him because I'm older than he is. So, might have fought a couple times, eh? Fucking yeah. flipping the Mets out there, or what? Between on? on between on the rink and mini sticks in the basement, uh, there's a few holes in the wall to tell some <laughs> stories. I'm sure. <laughs> we we did the same thing, like the same thing. But um, so when you went to junior, you were what? You were like. 15 probably when you went to junior yeah it was right right after our draft year in uh in midget minor so i would have been 16 when we started um and then played basically till i was 20 and then went to wheatley when uh my dad bought the team from uh a couple other guys and spent my last two years playing for 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 him Mm -hmm. oh so you got to actually play for your like for your dad that's pretty sweet yeah yeah, my dad, my dad owned, bought, uh, bought the team with another couple partners uh, while I was still in Leamington. And then uh, shit kind of went sideways a little bit and he ended up just taking it all over himself. And then I went back and, uh, and played for him. So I was, and, and my brother, my brother was there too. So we played together for a couple of years. That's sweet. Yeah. Oh, so you were that guy, eh? <laughs> Here we go. Because his dad owns it. Look at Robbie. Always got to chirp everybody. All the time. Well, you know, like I, I got to play for Big V. Like, yeah. fuck, my dad didn't own Big V. <laughs> what? He's got a lot of drugs asshole. and stuff from there, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Hey, so what? What like? uh was it like just walking into your first like freaking training camp just walking into your first full camp uh you know what it was kind of in awe I actually had a chance when I was 15 because back when we started playing you could go to any camp as a 15 year old and a 14 year old actually um so I got my feet wet actually a year before I actually played with both Wheatley and Leamington um so getting kind of that experience before actually knowing that you could likely play in the league mm-hmm. um kind of calmed a little bit of the nerves going into the first real you know you can make the team camp yeah um but definitely a different uh different training camps than what we see nowadays that's for sure oh i can only imagine probably a lot a lot of fights in those ones eh oh leamington camps back in when i was coming up through junior was if there wasn't three four five fights in every mini camp game it just 
it wasn't hockey back then. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now, when you when you played for uh, Leamington, that was Junior B, right? They had yeah. they had made that move already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I played. I played in the uh, the Flyers era before Abe bought the team. Oh, so okay. I was I was the last kind of group that came through, kind of the community owned uh, portion of the the Flyers era. Mm-hmm. Hey, where did you get your first like junior goal at? Was it nice? Was it like shitty? We've heard nice ones and shitty ones. <laughs> To be honest, I wish I could tell you 100% where it was. Um, not knowing, to be honest, where it was, but I'm sure it wasn't pretty because uh, my first few, my first few years in the league was kind of in the uh, on the bottom six, kind of mm-hmm. filling a role, getting to the net. So I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was ugly of some sort. <laughs> So now when, when you uh, when you got your shot to play, did did you get a phone call like somebody's asking you to come try out for the team? Like back, how did how did that all go? Back down? then was back then was old school. They used to actually mail you a letter, asking, inviting you to camp. No email, no phone call. You got a letter on a on a letterhead from the teams that wanted you to come out to camp. And there was a, a phone number to call to, to say if you wanted in. And that's kind of how they did it. It was, we actually, I adopted that model kind of the first year that I took over. We, we mailed kids letters, um, trying to bring a little bit of more personal touch to it. You know, a personal invitation versus an open invitation. Nice. Um, just to kind of, you know, make it more welcoming, so to yeah. speak. That's great. That's a great idea. Because, like, even nowadays, like, um, my girlfriend, her son tries out for a travel team or or her daughter tries out for a travel team. And now it's right down to they tell you they tell you through an email that the kid either made the team or didn't make the team and you have to break the news to them. (laughs) Yeah, which again it's 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 new school versus old school right right and and that's, that's so shitty like in, in every way because now i want to know just say I, I i don't make the team like i want to know what i can do to make the team you, you've obviously invited me and i came out well what did i do wrong you know like i'd like to know like what i can do better to come back next year even stronger right hundred percent that's that's what it's all about i mean kids want to know even you know kids nowadays they should want to know if they don't want to know that's when you have, you know, bigger fish to fry for, for them. Right. I mean, as, as a player, you want to know what areas you need to improve on to make any team, not just the team you're trying out for I mean, any, any, any information, any feedback you can get from, from a coach is goes a long way. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like I, I, I just love the fact that, I remember like trying out for baseball teams or hockey teams and they sent me down, they bring me in the coach's room, whatever. And they say, well, this is why. And if you can work on this, you know, you may have a shot again next year, but for yep. the kids that don't care, don't ask, well, that's the reason why you didn't make the team. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty, pretty right. cut and dry at that point for sure. 100%. 100%, right. But it must be really tough. You know, a kid's like right on the edge of the bubble and you want to keep them, but you don't, you can't. And yeah. then you got to break it to them. Like, like, how do you, how do you even do that? Like when they're that close, but 
it's just not going to work out because I need to either keep this overage player. Like, how, how do you approach that? I let Grubby do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the easy answer. That's what the GM job's for. Great answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you to talk to him. You're you're a hundred percent right. It's it's it makes for difficult conversations for sure. Um, especially, I mean, the first kind of year that I was in it, we ended up getting rid of a bunch of kids who were on the team the year before, just went a different direction, uh, wanted to develop a little bit more of a younger team for, you know, three years down the road, so to speak. And I mean, the only way to do that is to get them ice time. Right. So, I mean, you're open and honest. Um, you try and not sugarcoat it, you just kind of get right to the point and, you know, cut it, cut it quick. And, I mean, move on. It's, it, it sucks. It's the worst part of being a coach or a GM in, in any sport is uh, having to let guys go, especially guys that have, you know, been there before or you had as a AP player the year before even. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's, and we say it's, it's business, but I mean, it is still, you know, junior hockey, you're not getting paid for it. So it, it, it's tough, but I mean, you, you kind of get thick skin as you get deeper and deeper into your career. And I mean, it doesn't never gets any easier, so to speak, but I mean, it just, you, you're just used to it. Yeah. I, I think Josh, I think they get paid in Bow River though. <laughs> uh, I, I won't, I, I I'll, 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 I'll bite my tongue. I'll yeah. bite my Rob's just trying to stir up shit between all the teams and then fucking get hey, if you don't have controversy on the show, you don't have a show. Oh, yeah, for sure. For just sure. Saying. Just saying. I, 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 I plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> yeah. And then, hey, Rob, that will also make for some really good hockey games for the fans this year. Oh, yeah. Especially when we show up and go, hey, there's a fucker that said that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a mullet. I'll fight. It's okay. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, I also like notice every year with you, your freaking points went up and up and up. Yeah. You never, you never went back. Like a lot yeah. of guys tend to go back. So like, yeah. what did you do to keep going up and up and up? Or was it just guys on your line or was it just something that you did like I that think, you didn't do the previous year? Uh, no, I think, I mean, even as coming up through, you know, minor hockey and stuff, I always had, a knack to score. Um, that was kind of, I always had a really good shot, really heavy shot. Um, and I think, you know, as a 16 year old coming out of AAA, going into junior B right away, uh, opportunity more than anything, to be mm -hmm. honest. I mean, with that, obviously you get to play with some of the, the higher skilled, higher end players when, when you get those chances. Um, but I think just, getting that trust and and being put on you know the special teams units and stuff like that where where you get those opportunities to produce and um taking advantage of it really um work doing the work in the off season um to get ready for for the the long grind that is junior hockey mm. rip it just rip yeah. it from uh, everywhere <laughs> or his dad got him more ice time. Oh God, here we go again. <laughs> I'm just Josh. I'm just joshing with you, Brett. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I think you're wrong. Oh, he's always fucking chirping people. It's funny. What a guy all the time. 
Hey, it's just what are- I'm so glad you came on the show because you were the last one from this area to come on. And, and it's just awesome that we got all four of the, the team, uh, you know, coaches at least. And we've had a couple of the general managers and owner, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it's just great that it's, it's rolling like this. Cause like you guys are the bread and butter that keeps this show around. We just did our 50th, uh, dropped our 50th episode today. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I haven't listened to Bortz yet, but I, I will for sure. I listened to Ang's, uh, one of your first ones that you guys did. And, uh, yeah, you know, I appreciate, obviously I, I appreciate you guys getting me on and, you know, everything that you guys have done. I, I've, I've seen, uh, a couple of the bigger names that you guys have had on the show. And that, that's awesome, honestly, for, for a small town podcast to get some of the names and, and, uh, and people on that you've got on is, is, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, you know, like, like uh, a friend of mine, uh, Rob Dorizio said, uh, well, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a story from one of these guys or, or their autograph? And hands down, you want the story. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, we just so want that, that, that you can remember forever. I'm gonna yep. lose the fucking autograph. I know it. <laughs> oh, for sure. I know it. Yeah, it's but all everything about that goes like, in here ends up falling out anyways. So whatever. What <laughs> nobody really realizes though is this freaking area. Like the hockey is amazing in this area. Like oh, people don't really geez. realize the fucking talent. Kids nowadays have they're way better than I was at that age. Like yeah like on and beyond like way above like yeah. level upon level way ahead of us and it's just like i can't believe it. the kids nowadays they're bigger they're stronger they're faster they're like mm-hmm. i like i'm in awe like a lot of times and these kids can fucking shoot the puck man yeah no for sure i mean you've you've seen it with you know having power tech and and some of those other places around now that kind of focus solely on on skills and skill development and off ice training and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. kids buying into it and and sticking with it and committing to it. It's, it's great for the area Cause like you said, there is a lot of, of talent and stuff that's come out of this area in the last few years. I mean, it's uh, it's good to see and it'll hopefully keep moving on as these kids grow up from, from mites going all the way up. So yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right. So Josh, when how, how did you uh, get the coaching job in uh, Wheatley? So uh, I was right right when I finished playing, I got right into coaching. I knew it was something that I wanted to do. Um, I just when you're 21 years old, you don't you're not ready to give it up. Um, being involved in some way, shape, or form, um, and I coached with uh, Ken Galerno when I was finishing playing and then Dave wiper and then, uh, white had to, uh, step away and Jerry hat, the, one of the owners and the president of the club approached me and asked me what I was interested in doing. If I wanted to stay involved on the management side, or if I wanted to keep coaching. And I said, I'm not ready to sign paperwork yet. I'm, I I still want to be on the ice and X's and O's and, um that's kind of how it came to be honest it was just kind of a conversation after a season and um it just kind of snowballed from there really through that office shit (laughs) yeah i do enough office shit during the day i don't need to do it in my spare time too (laughs) so did did they sit you down and did you have to like interview it or yeah Yeah, we 
it was kind of an informal formal type thing um we had done kind of all of our exit player meetings and they had uh they had talked to wipe already <laughs> or wipe had already informed them of kind of what his plans were for the following season and uh grubby and i kind of headed up the exit meetings with the players so it was kind of not not so much set in stone, but set in stone at the same time. Um, and they just kind of asked me what what I was interested in, kind of what my game plan was, what my what my outlook was on what where I wanted to see the team go. And um, they liked it apparently because I'm still here. So mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> must be doing something right. I I like to think so, but who knows? <laughs> now, is it true that the liquor store in Wheatley only sells OV and whiskey? you wouldn't be far off if they were allowed to that's probably what they sell the most of that's for sure was that that'd be the only reason i went to wheelie is other than to see your hockey games is to buy ov and whiskey yeah no no for sure i I think i think all the booze and wheatley is pretty much those two things so i (laughs) yeah people get injected with it when they're born i think (laughs) well we had the goose on and i think he had both (laughs) <laughs> no, for sure, goose. Well, actually, since we're on that topic, so who's all on? Like, who's all on there? Like, with you this year? So it's you, goose, so right? Me, goose. Uh, Ian Fulbear, uh, he'll be back again. Uh, Mark Trombley still going to help out with the goalies, and then Grubby GM and Daryl Glazier, kind of president or director of hockey ops. So same crew we had last time we were on the ice mm-hmm. um no changes in that way which is nice it's kind of nice to keep the continuity with with players and in philosophies and stuff like that so makes it a little bit of an easier transition going back after a year and change off yeah now what what, what kind do you have a lot of kids from wheatley that are on the team or like leamington area like you know what i mean like like yeah. some homegrowns yeah yeah no we do for sure um, I think last season we would have been probably our highest uh, local presence that we've had in the last few years. Uh, we went through a few years where actually most of our kids were Bell River kids. I think we had six or seven kids from Bell River Lakeshore area, uh, a couple of kids from the city, but most of the team last year would have been, I'd say probably eight or nine guys off the top of my head would have been local uh, Leamington Wheatley kids. That's awesome because, you know, there's nothing like playing for your own town, right? Yeah. You put that jersey on and, and it, it's just a totally different world. You go, you know what I mean? Like say from Bell River and you're playing for Wheatley. Yeah, you, you still have the heart to, and you want to be there, but yeah. it's there's nothing nothing better than playing for your own hometown, right? Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. You nailed it. I mean, so I, I can't. I can't lie. A couple of the kids that we had from Bar River that we've had, we had for four and five years are basically adopted Wheatley kids. Now they loved every second of being with us and um, giving them an opportunity to play and develop and enjoy their time playing junior hockey is kind of as a junior C coach. I mean, we want to move kids on, but at the same time, we want to have them make them have a good experience and, and uh, learn and develop and become you know, good human beings when it's all said and done. Cause let's be honest, not many kids are making it at a junior C anymore. You want to, you don't want to develop them more as people than anything else. So that's kind of what we're, what we aim to do at most of the time anyway. 
And, and you can tell mo most coaches are dads, right? Or yeah. of some kind, you know what I mean? Like they do look out for their kids and their kids come first, their players come first, you know, like it's awesome because we've heard that a lot uh, from a lot of the coaches that we've had on here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, as a coach, I've coached minor hockey kids, Adam kids, 10 year olds. My son's just starting to play too. He'll be five in September. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's natural to, to have that, those instincts, especially as a former player. So yeah, no, you're, you're a hundred percent right. Is there uh, is there anyone who you're looking forward to seeing like this year on the ice for you? Everyone. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I mean, is there, was there like maybe a guy who was in camp of a year and a half back who was a like a like rookie let's say who you were thinking wow this kid could be good then now a year and a half later like he could be obviously even better right bigger yeah stronger yeah. no for sure um i think the first one that comes to mind is Braden catano uh we had him as a 16 year old uh it'll be three years ago now he spent part of his second year in junior with chatham and then came back to us um but just seeing how because he 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 could take over games as a 16 and 17 year old i'm i'm interested and excited to see what he does as a 19 year old mm -hmm. and then uh we had uh quinn lenahan uh we had him sign um last year he was 17 really good kid really good skater mm -hmm. uh works hard I, i'd be interested to see if he doesn't get a shot at junior b kind of what he looks like in, in junior now as an 18 year old for sure mm -hmm. Now, is there, is there anybody that you've signed uh, this year already? Because I know how many of you guys got all your cards out now? Uh, like yeah, I, We haven't signed anybody, to be honest. We're uh, just actually, we just started talking about it yesterday, kind of getting all of our ducks in a row. Because we, we, we weren't allowed to sign anybody that was rostered last year. So it, it was only new kids until they got the new online card system fucking shit up and running so uh, <laughs> once i i don't even know that's like i said that's grubby and in, in duff's department so once that's up and going we'll get we'll get guys on cards and and uh get get some form of what our season's gonna or team's gonna look like you know kind of heading into the fall and and we haven't seen anybody skate in a year and a half so <laughs> seeing who seeing who's available that the juniors junior b teams haven't already scooped up so how do you want to see these guys on the ice? Like, do you want them to be big and like physical? Do you want them like, how, how do you want them out there? I'd like to see some more physicality, to be honest. I think that kind of lacks uh, anymore in, in, in hockey in general. I mean, playoffs seem to get turned up in the NHL, but for the most part, you don't see it very often during the regular season, but mm -hmm. it'd be nice to have some, some bigger, more physical, especially on the back end. I mean, I'm not overly focused on it so much as a in the forward group, but if I can have some big mobile, physical puck moving defenseman, it'd be obviously ideal for any coach in any league. But um, they don't fall on fall off trees very often, so no. <laughs> makes it nice when they do, though. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it makes life it makes Goose's life a little bit easier. That's oh, for sure. Yeah. Dig in. Hey, Goose. Tell Goose, like, lose the tooth and come out looking like a mean son of a bitch. You know, like, he is – it was so funny. When we had him on our show, he uh, – he, 
is his screen's all fuzzy and we can't get him on and we're we're fucking around with it and then all of a sudden boop it pops up and he's got the tooth out <laughs> and he's like and and he's like looking the screen dying. it was so he's, he's, he's turned up to the rink a few times with, without the tooth that's that's and it, he, when he you know he means business when the tooth comes out yeah right right <laughs> it's so, so awesome so funny like he, he looks like a total hockey player and he should oh, yeah. you know what i mean and for sure you put a little bit of fear into these kids you know like whatever you can still yep. come come into the dress room and kick a can once in a while and they're not going to go tell their parents that oh he's he's yelling at us yeah no for sure for sure if you definitely want to if you're looking for some intimidation factor, just have him throw the tooth in the on the in the cup in the in the coach's room before he heads into the dressing room to throw shit around. That's for sure. That's He's hilarious. a beauty. He's a beauty. Hey, who's uh who is like Wheatley's like largest rival? Like who's the games like the games are heated? They're like who's is that one team that's always like that? Probably say Essex, to be honest. Oh boy. Isn't Essex everybody's? <laughs> I would I would I would tend to say so, yeah, more <laughs> or less. We've had we've had we've had some pretty good series with Essex, um, going back to the days when Goose played. You know what I mean? It just seems to be a natural rival. You back when it was two separate divisions, you've seen them more than you've seen anybody else on the north side. So you kind of develop those rivalries and and stuff naturally. Um, now now not so much with a balanced season, but um it's always seems to be uh in there more often than not mm-hmm. now what what do you think and you know you can just say plead the fifth or whatever you want to do but it'd really suck if you did but uh <laughs> what what do you think about uh the way Iaquinta runs his team he he uses a much older team it seems you know where you know he's got his his 18 19 20 21 year olds you know 25 whatever yeah <laughs> but uh yeah like yeah. I, what do you what do you think about that? Like you got kids in there, like say on your team, 17, 16, yeah. 17, 18, that are going up against fucking grown ass men. Yeah. That can men. Drink in the yeah. States. yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, you have it available to you, why not? Right. I mean, yeah. they between between Lakeshore and and Essex, really, they seem to have the pick of the litter. Kind of everybody kind of gravitates to those two teams and they can basically assemble what they want from who wants to be there. Right. I mean, it, it makes it pretty easy to, to pick a hockey team when you're getting seven junior B drop downs every season. So they kibosh that rule, but um, yeah, I mean, it for sure. If you, if you have that ability to get some, you know, older experienced players, it helps with the development of your, your younger kids too. Yeah. They may not get to play as much, or in certain situations down the stretch, but they learn and they see the habits and stuff of, if you have the right mix of older guys, setting that example um, for what for what you want them to be moving forward. So did they like- I tried it? creating a Bell River rivalry there, but it didn't, <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. So did they like have it to where like a bunch of guys would drop down from- from but is it like cap now to where you can yeah. only have a certain so, amount so yeah they, they put a new rule in i guess in the last season where you're only allowed uh five junior b drop downs on your roster 
at any given time. And they, they have certain criteria that meets that standard. They have to play X amount of games in junior B and they can't play juniors. If they played for you before, then it doesn't count. But if they didn't, then it does. It's, it's a lot of, again, fine tuned reading and stuff that like that through the manual, but um, they've tried to, you know, eliminate, cause you've seen more so in teams up North where, you had the tier two junior A guys drop down from like Caledonia to go and play in, you know, junior C up there and just load up one super team essentially and um, try and win every season. Right. It's, they just kind of deter those guys from doing that. And uh, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how it works. Well, too, where it would suck too is for the guys that are normally on the team. And then these other guys are coming in and playing like what the fuck. Then you just did everything their blood sweat tears whatever and then these other guys are coming in and playing that's bullshit yeah no you're it, that's an easy fix you just break into their house and break their legs <laughs> every single cut. one of them guess what i'm in the lineup coach again Put me yeah in, coach. yeah for sure bob you're a nut i know i can't <laughs> help it uh so listen uh when so when you were playing yourself and you're having your years and some good times and uh was, was who was the one guy that you just had the best time with playing hockey? I'd pr- honestly probably go back to Sun County days, and probably God rest his soul, Mickey Reno. Oh, okay. um, he was a blast. Honestly, um, played against Mick growing up until he went to Sun County before I did, and then uh, actually his dad got me in the triple a um i played summer hockey with them you know through the years never really had any desire to go to triple a um and then mark kind of approached me and said he was the coach at the time uh on our bantam team and you know asked me to come out and play and just being in the room with him the the presence that he had and the, the amount of fun that he had away from the rink and you know on the road and hotels as a kid and going out to restaurants and just being a, a goofball really was, he was, he was a blast. Honestly, he was in, I know other guys have seen him in, in Windsor and stuff like that. But as a kid, as a 13, 14, 15 year old kid, hilarious, mm-hmm. had a blast. That's I think, awesome. I think you're the first one on here that we've had. That's like known him, known him like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was a, uh, he was a Tecumseh kid, same age, great athlete and you know even you know in 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 high in school sports Mm -hmm. anything athletic wise he was an all-star honestly just an all-around amazing athlete amazing person amazing family um honestly just just a blast his whole everything about him he was honestly he was great yeah see rob he would be like our like hottie yeah he would be exactly like that yeah, 100%. Same, same person. Good at everything. He's a blast. He's fucking yeah. just a stud, an athletic yeah. stud. Yeah. 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 That was a very sad day when that happened. That was terrible. Yeah. No, 100 for sure. It was, uh, I was in Leamington when, when we got the news. Um, and it was, it was wild. We, our Sun County team, we had probably, you know, seven or eight guys on our Leamington team at that time when when we got that news and it was just 
rocked rocked every rocked the whole hockey community yeah, really nuts. i mean 100 it was uh Windsor was devastated you know yeah. like because he All was like too right the, he he gave yeah. so much to the community and everything like it just, yeah no it was, it was wild this the the church and everything we were there as a as a team uh with our jerseys and stuff on and it was it was packed oh like, yeah I, it was like ridiculous like it was wild wild it's nuts Ooh, man that's terrible um have you ever had a fuck you match with a, a uh another a player or or a parent parent no thank god um <laughs> player not not crazy to be honest i'm usually rather level-headed uh when it comes to those certain situations i have my moments where i get hot under the collar but i try not to just out of you know personal respect for for people um but it happens um but yeah i i, I really try not to make it personal and and you know attack anybody it's i mean again they're they're kids for the most part i mean young adults um but it, it happens try not to but it does and right. it's natural and the competitive nature of you know being athletes and and stuff like that it, it comes up but you try and limit it as as much as possible and you know let cooler heads prevail most of the time well, plus two for them. That's a long season for them too, man. They could be in a slump yeah. or something's not going right that night. They're dash three or whatever, yeah. you know, anything can happen. Well, especially with junior C kids. I mean, most kids are working, right? I mean, they're coming from work, they're bagged. Uh, you're, you're putting them through an hour and a half practice and, or, you know, they're coming right from work or right from school, right to the rink into a game. So, I mean, mentally it, it's tough on, on, mm -hmm on kids in junior C more than junior B because they're more geared towards, you know, hockey more than, you know, extracurriculars and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I try not to, because like I said, you never know what everybody's situation is away from the rink. You don't want to, you know, Cross the say line. something the wrong way or, or come across in the wrong manner that just set somebody off. And, and you know, I don't want to ruin anybody's, you know, junior experience that way. Mm -hmm. um so i try not to as much as i can but i mean obviously it happens but you just you know move on and you know go back to them later on and once the dust settles and you know explain yourself in a more calm tone if you lost your shit a little bit but <laughs> that happens. It, it's <laughs> it happens i just turn the lights out in the dressing room fucking sucker punch somebody <laughs> <laughs> back in the day you could get away with it now yeah, I, you in jail being yeah. handcuffs wow you you could say the wrong thing and be in fucking jail like true, true like enough the kids i guess if you're gonna go to jail you might as well make it worth it fucking right <laughs> yeah. put the garbage can over their head and whack <laughs> fuck them with the hockey stick back in the helmets in the gloves days in the middle of dressing room. yeah i don't have it no more because <laughs> I, I gotta give a bunch of credit to you coaches even you know house league and up because uh, I remember uh, somebody telling me a story, one of the coaches telling me a story, not, not anybody that's been on here, but he comes into the dressing room and one of the kids says, yeah, I don't like the lines that you've chosen. Me, him and him are going to play. And he's like, no, you're not. 
And he's like, yeah, we are. You can put us out there or we're going to figure it out how we're going to get out there. And he's like, well, you can take off your, your, your gear right now and go tell your dad yeah. that this is what you're doing. But before somebody drag you in the shower and turn it on and throw you in there. Well, now you ain't yeah. playing at all. Yeah. And right? more, more so. Yeah. No, you're, you're for sure. For sure. You're right about that. There was, there wasn't many times back, you know, growing up coming through, you know, minor hockey, even where you even had the thought to talk back to your coach. Right. Like it wasn't even, never even crossed your mind. You were more worried about playing versus telling them who you wanted to play with. Yeah, that was me. Fuck that. Yeah, I just want to be on the ice. I don't care who I'm playing with. Just yeah. let me play. It doesn't matter. And, and when you've got kids that are bitching about who they're playing with, that's their parents. It's not the kid. Most it's of the, the time. parents yeah. bitching about, oh, you should be playing with this. Or they're, they're, they're speaking while the kid is there in the room. And then the kid says, well, I shouldn't yeah. be playing with them. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, th- and then you, you start the riff with the kid and the team or his line mates, right? Yeah. Because I remember a, a dad coming up to me one time and saying, listen, I, my, my kid, he, one stick, on, one hand on the stick all the time. And people go by, flick the stick right out of his hand. You know, like, how, how do we get that to stop? I've been telling him two hands on the stick, two hands on the stick. I said, I can fix that real quick. So I was uh, the defensive coach and my mom was the head coach. So I sent him out there with no stick. <laughs> he had no stick in his hand. I said, if you're going to have one hand on it, you might as well not have, even have a stick. So he went I out had, there. It was two hands on the stick for the rest of the fucking season. I, I had a coach in, in uh, minor hockey that the same thing. Kid always, stick always fell out of his hand. So he taped his hands to his stick so it wouldn't fall out. <laughs> I thought that's what Rob was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I just took it away from him. Go out there without it. You don't use it properly anyway. So exactly. his dad thanked me so much. It was awesome. It was awesome. Well, last thing that I actually have for Josh is, and I like to ask everybody is who's, who's going to win the cup? Who it's hard to bet against Tampa again, the way they've been playing. That's mm-hmm. probably the easy answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd probably throw my hat in the, in the lightning ring. If I had, if I had a horse in the race. Mm-hmm. So you're going lightning. Eh? I'm, I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go lightning. I'd like to, see, I, to be honest, the, what Montreal has done to date. They're so is close. Remarkable with, <laughs> you know, I mean, Carrie price is turning into what Carrie price was in the Olympics. Right. Mm-hmm. He's he's carried them as far as they've gone, but I I don't know if they got in, into a head-to-head matchup with Tampa. I don't know if they have the horsepower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then he's gonna have to be even better price, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean he's doing it right now with Vegas, but you got Kucherov, you got Stamkos, you got Point. You know they're just so deep offensively. It's just it's like. And I can't remember who said it after the, I think it was Dougie Hamilton said after the, their series that they're playing $12 million over the cap. And it's one guy who just has dominated in Kucherov yeah. since, since he stepped back into the lineup. Right. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. It's wild. Well, he's fucking well rested. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's probably been healthy since about November. They just held him out so that they could. The whole season. So you would have to take six guys off that team to have him come yeah. in and play. Yeah. 
right? They'd have yeah. to be healthy scratches because I, isn't that how it works that you can have this much money on the ice? Yeah, they're so only you, allowed, yeah, 81 and a half million on right. the regular season. So you have to pull and, and like, it's a, it's a wheel and deal. Like, it's, it's yeah. amazing how some of these guys do it. And, and, and I think in total that they're $18 million over the salary cap when yeah. the playoffs started and yeah. they could use all the guys. Yeah, because there's no cap in the playoffs. Right. You so know, you may be, see that you may see that change in the next CBA. Yeah. Well, you 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 got to be. It's like Moneyball, right? Yeah. It, basically, Moneyball. Like, who can we use? How can we use this? And who we can we keep off the books and put back on the books and rotate in and out? Like, it, it's it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I got two more questions, uh, three more questions for you. Yeah. So you played with TJ Brody. I did. What what was that like? <laughs> Surreal. Now yeah. looking back, now looking back at it, um, came in as a sixteen year old from from Dresden, um, and just everything that you expect from a highly drafted OHL kid, but better, honestly, as a 16 year old defenseman in junior B letter team in points um, was an elite elite skater at 16. Like it was not even funny. Mm-hmm. We would te- we would, we would make jokes with him all the time in the room saying you're going to the show. Like there's no question about it. You're going to the show. And he would, downplay to the you know the soft-spoken kid that he was back then even even now you don't hear boo from him no but it was honestly looking back at it it was surreal just how good he was at 16 and junior b just it wasn't even fair honestly like what, what was the one thing that stood out like that he did that you were just like holy shit he is going to the show for sure well, you you've been to the Heinz rank in Leamington, I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah. He would he would throw saucer passes from the slot onto guys tape at the far blue line for breakaways at 16. <laughs> like over everybody. And in, like every night. It was ridiculous. No time. <laughs> yeah. It was just when you got when he got the puck on his stick, you just tried to find open ice because you knew he was putting it on your tape every time. That's unreal. It, it it was honestly looking back, I wish I had I wish I had game tape from when we played back then, just to watch him play at sixteen. He's a Chatham boy, right? Yeah, I think he's from Dresden. Dresden uh, originally, but he played Chatham in AAA or or whatever he played growing up. But um, yeah, it was unreal, unreal. That's awesome that you got to play with him. Did, did, did you guys become friends or? Uh... Yeah, no, I, I seen him a couple times after, like when he was full time in the O. We used to have uh, like junior C golf tournaments, you know, every year at different courses in each team's area. And he would typically play with the guys from Dresden and we'd catch up, shoot the shit. And um, really, honestly, down to earth, like you'd never know that he was anything special anywhere, like just normal everyday guy like honestly he was amazing great yeah, great that's, that's awesome 
Uh, speaking of golf tournaments, do, do you guys have one every year still? Like, are you guys yeah. having one this year? We like the team does the league doesn't do it anymore, but we, we have one as for our team. Yeah. Well, um, you guys let us know and we'll come out, we'll come out and play with it with you guys. And if yep. you could uh, give us a couple of players or whatever you want to do, like yep, for sure, we'll, we'll come out and play in it for sure. And sponsor a hole for you. Awesome. No, I appreciate that for sure. Uh, yeah. I, th- I want to say it's in September sometime. Um, as long as it's not the 73s one we've already committed to. <laughs> what's, what, what date is theirs? I They, they still haven't picked an actual no, there is date. a date. Joe said something to me. Was I it just, the 12th or something? Something or the 16th? like that. I just forget the date. I know it's a Saturday. Yeah, I think um, ours is a Saturday too. I I'll, I don't know 100% off the top of my head. It's moved three times because of COVID and I feel like the 73s one might be like, might be the 11th. Okay, Josh. Well, just let us know, and if we can, and even if we can't, we'll we'll shoot you out a hundred bucks yeah, to sponsor we'll a hole or, or send out or some. some no, we'll, we'll do whatever, sure whatever. Yeah, you know. No, I'll for sure. I'll get I'll get you guys something over for a whole sponsor for sure. I, I want to say it's the eighteenth, to be honest. Uh, so that's uh, that would probably be the week after. So, but Rob, but we're, cool. what else we can do too is we can send out a few shirts and hat uh, combo things there too for door prizes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. For sure. Awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch with you guys for sure on that. Okay. Drop, um, drop, so drop. also what, what I wanted to know is like you, you, uh, you played in a midget OHL tournament. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. OHL cup. So OHL cup. Yeah. Midget minor year. Uh, all the, you know, winners of all the different Alliance divisions and stuff like that play in, uh, in a showcase tournament, so to speak, uh, in Toronto, uh, at the end of the year, uh, more of a scouting combine, I guess you could call it, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. We won our 88 year. We won our Alliance league, um, for that season and lost in overtime in the bronze medal game to, to Whitby who ended up having the first overall pick in the OHL draft that year. Fucking Whitby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, our that eighty that eighty-eight Sun County team was was a lot of fun. A lot, I think eight or nine guys got drafted that year to the O and um a few of them, like Angs, Angs played, uh Mickey obviously, Brett Olfin played. Um yeah, there was there was a bunch of guys who got drafted. It was even that I mean, even the Windsor team that year yet you know, Parker Van Buskirk, uh, Jonathan Shaka, Aaron Snow, um, Cam Sinclair. Um, you know, the 88 year honestly was really, really talented. Mm-hmm. Rob, that's awesome. Hit him with and that you bag. had a, you had a big fight with, uh, an NHL's, an NHLer's <laughs> son. Yeah. Uh, Pat Verbeek's son, Kyle, oh, uh, Actually, Pat was the coach of Sarnia um, when I played. He wasn't there that night. I think he was still scouting for the wings or something like that at the time. But, yeah, it was uh, – It was. I had the video back in the day on VHS somewhere, but I can't find it anywhere. Um, but the guy that we trained off-season stuff with was there, and he was going nuts. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
it was, it was, I didn't fight very often. Um, but that was probably the, the best fight that I had was just, I wish I had the video still, to be honest. I still remember punch for punch what happened, but I wish I had the video just to see it live again. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, so my last question for you is, you know, how uh, baseball players have walk-up music. What would your goal-scoring song have been? Ooh, back in the day, I was really into Metallica back in the day. I would probably probably lean towards probably Enter Sandman. Fuck yeah. Somewhere in there's <laughs> nice. I mean, that was kind of the the first warm up song of the Flyers for you know a decade. Um, but it just I was just always a song that I listened to before the game. So I'd I'd probably have to go with that. That's a nice. quick answer too. That's man. awesome. Yeah. You 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 you've been watching the show. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched I've watched a few episodes. That's for sure. That's, that's awesome. That's well, we really appreciate you coming on. And uh, we wish you the best of luck in your upcoming season. And we're definitely going to make it out there for uh, the hat trick hot dogs, you know, three, yeah. three, three dogs in a period. And, uh, <laughs> well, I'll figure out my heart after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Josh, thanks, man. You're a beauty. We just want to wish you guys all the best camp. Hopefully everything goes nice and smooth and uh, yeah. we will definitely see you during the year and we'll have some pops. Yeah, no, I appreciate it guys. Uh, you know, great great job doing everything uh with all the podcasts so far and uh moving forward and uh yeah i appreciate you giving me the time to to come on and you know shoot the shit and yeah whenever you guys come out to the rink give me a buzz and we'll uh we'll get into the coaches room after with goose and you know i'm sure there'll be some ovs and whiskeys in there for you we're we are down <laughs> it's the it's the second liquor store <laughs> oh yeah it's always this fridge is usually always stocked, so we, you don't have to venture too far. Well, it. we'd appreciate it too, Josh. If you if you end up coming back on through the season, you know, like yep. get updates on your team, and you know yep. what I mean. This is this is all about everybody, everybody around here. So yeah, no, anytime, anytime you guys need a, a spot filled, or you want to, you know, even get a bunch of us on at the same time, and we can poke jabs at each other i'm i'm that would be awesome. like I said, uh, we can we do get the too. four coaches on Holy like i said God. i played i played with danny i played against anthony i played with paul and leamington so i um, i know all of them we, that's we, what we should do one night is a ranger we'll do that 100 percent. or head coaches on at the same time yeah and we'll do it at rideout's gym <laughs> if we all wanted to meet yeah we could do it in person or we could do it on here too it doesn't matter Yep. whatever works honestly no, by then awesome. by then i think shit should be back to normal and or as normal as it's going to be for a while and we can uh do it for sure i'd be i'd be down for that 100 i love that idea that's a fantastic idea beauty all right josh thanks so much buddy yeah thanks guys appreciate it And there he is, folks. Wheatley Sharks head coach Josh Carnaval. I always fucking have to feel like I really have to Carnaval. Like I feel like I always wanted to say Vale or I don't know. You've the past couple of weeks, Rob. You've thrown me a couple tongue twisters when it comes to the names of the guys that come on this show. Throw me a couple curveballs. Doesn't, doesn't take much to twist your tongue. You fucking that is true. Okay?
That is very Back true. I am not good when it comes to this. And he was a total butte, man. Yeah. Like, what an awesome guy. And then to, to tell us that we could come have a couple of drinks, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at the liquor store with him with the yeah. uh, OV and uh, the whiskeys. And we're going to take him up on that, too. There's the, oh, absolutely. We'll take all these coaches up on it. I don't think right. Anthony Aquina. I want to apologize to Bell River. I, <laughs> I'm just joking when I say you pay your players. And you do or you don't. I don't give a fuck i don't i don't care it doesn't bother me whatsoever but if that's what they do that's what they do and if that's what they don't they don't but it's just fun and it makes it interesting for everybody else that's funny man um cheers anthony yeah (laughs) so once again big shout out there to everybody in the wheatley sharks organization you had something you wanted to talk about the refs yeah so at the beginning of the year, Austin Matthews got cross-checked by Shane Weber. And I'm, I'm sure I brought it up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, cross-checked so hard in the side of the ribs that it dropped him. And I want to say he missed the next two games after that. Mm-hmm. I think so, he did. I remember that, actually. Is, is, it, it was the very first game of the season. I think they played Montreal very first game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And did, uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, um, there was no penalty on the play. No. Right? So then now, now we take this into the playoffs, and I don't know what a cross-check is anymore. I don't know what a hit from behind is. If, if you hit a guy in open ice from behind, yeah, even though he doesn't slam into the boards, is it still not a hit from behind? I would think so. Where it snaps your head back. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. Done that. So I, I, I just, I don't get what's going on um, with the NHL uh, uh, letting this stuff go. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. So now you have uh, Kucherov, right? It was Kucherov. Yeah. He gets, he gets uh, cross-checked by the Islander defenseman. I can't remember for the life of me what his name is. Not as hard, too, though. And he went down like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And then he goes to deliver uh, just just a body check on somebody, and he can barely skate off the ice. Yeah. And, you know, like, you're taking out very important people out of the playoffs with, what, fines? Like, he didn't even get a fine or anything. And it's right in front of the referee. Mm-hmm. right in front of the referee and we're not going to drop referees names because none of them have it on their uh yeah. jersey yeah which makes no sense to me whatsoever because everybody can ridicule and say whatever they want about any player on the ice but the referees it's just a wash i think i heard on the last uh chicklets interview speaking of that they had carrie frazier on and Kerry yep. Frazier was saying that they went from the nameplate to the number for the safety of the refs. That's why they did that. So that way when the refs on the ice, if shit goes sour or whatever, you can't really tell who it is unless you like obviously know the refs, but who fucking knows the refs nowadays if they're not one of the big guys, like, you know what I mean? But like, okay. but that's why they said it's for pretty much like safety of the refs. Okay, but when a player takes out somebody like like look at when Gallagher gets cross-checked in the face, like you don't think that that guy's family is getting 
threatened. Yes, I know, but the you know rest what I mean. So also... every player has to. No, everybody should have their own names on on there. Everybody know who Wes McCauley is. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you know McCauley, you say his name I mean. all the time. But he's he's one of the big guys, though. That's why people would know Wes. Absolutely. But I don't. I don't. I don't agree with the referees not taking responsibility. And also, the ref's not going to cross check a guy in the mouth either. The ref's not right. going to do any like physical fucking damage to anybody either. But you need to call that penalty when it's a penalty. So well, let's get right it. Now. Let's get it straight. But that's why now this is where I kind of put a little bit of it, a little bit of it on the linesman because they can make calls too. So essentially, yep. there's eight eyeballs on the ice. So how are, how are they missing anything? Linesman can't call anything but a high stick. And I don't mean a high stick puck out of the air. No, down like, a, the, like a stick in the face. In your face. Yeah. And keeps you. And, and that's the only, that's as far as I know, that's the only penalty that they can, they can call. They oh. can't call a slew foot. They can't call anything, which oh, brings God. me back to my next point from our last episode. When we said, when I said, why not just have three referees out there that all of them can do the job. The, the, they can all call the most penalties. experienced guy. If he wants, he gets to be the head referee. Yeah. The other two are the linesmen and everybody gets to call a penalty just like in the NFL. Yeah. All they do is go over to the judge, the, the, the main uh, um, umpire official yeah. Yeah. and tell them what they saw. It's a penalty. Yeah. If that's what you saw, then it's, it's a penalty. Yeah, but the hardest part about that, is, though, is how would you – that ref that seen it would have to blow the play dead. and Blow the whistle. Over, yeah, blow the whistle. Would yeah. have to go over no problem. No problem. There's no problem with that whatsoever. When it comes to a lot of the bullshit and the cheap shit, take out the fucking instigator. Make these fucking guys answer the bell because guess what? You're not going to do that stupid shit. Gary Bettman is not going to do that. I know. Gary Bettman is though, not going to do that. It you want to know a, why Gary Bettman is a, not going to do that? It might be a gong show at first. <laughs> But I bet you in the end it would level shit out. No, Gary Bettman wants to play in the NHL. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> Gary Bettman's way too small to play in the NHL. <laughs> well, that's what they said about Gallagher and Gilmore and Coalfield. And, Him and my son wear I mean? the like, same size suit for fuck's sakes. <laughs> and shoes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's four. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, so so you're trying to, you're, you're trying to, in, in, you're trying to implement a, like a European style of hockey mm-hmm. where there's no fighting. And, and I get the head injuries and I get, but guys have lived through it for years, like a mm-hmm. hundred years that hockey has been played. Yeah. Well, hopefully so, like, they... what, what are we doing? Like if somebody wants to take Liberty on my guy and I can't do nothing about it, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, let's, let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they, you know, you, the you, throw, you throw out, you throw out a, uh, a batter. The bench is empty. There's more, yeah. there's more bench brawls in, in baseball than there is in hockey. Yeah. And that makes no sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Considering there's actual fighting in hockey. I don't know. It's weird. We'll see. Hopefully they book the fucking good guys for the finals and they let the boys play and do a good job. And we have a good Stanley cup final could be the well, best thing. You, you got Matt Martin guys uh reeves um you know simmons you have guys that can play the game and they're good hockey players that can protect 
their team. Mm-hmm. But when something stupid ha- happens, now they get an extra five or, 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 you know what I mean? Then they hurt their team for something that is. Uh, yeah, dude, I know, I know what uh, you're saying, man. I, I get exactly so what you're frustrating. saying. I get it, bro. But let's just, let's just hope that we have a good Stanley Cup final. So that would be nice. Mm. Yeah, real, that would real, be nice. Real quick before we bring on our boy to explain some stuff to us. Um, goal Caulfield. You said you wanted to shoot the shit on him a little bit, right? That kid is amazing. Yeah. I think 14 you know, teams passed on him. <laughs> and I want to say that Austin Matthews in the U.S. program had 57 goals, mm-hmm. and he had 100 and something goals. Like, this kid is a stud. I and I'll say it again. If he wouldn't have sat out the first two games, Toronto could have been done in five. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Honestly. And this kid uh, is amazing. And you see when he scores a goal, he is the happiest guy in the NHL. mm -hmm. You see Austin Matthews score a goal. His Mm -hmm. mustache doesn't even move. (laughs) It stays square to his face. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, just another one in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know, oh, yeah. speaking of of fucking Caulfield, he's got three goals in his past five games, and he's also in awesome. in fifteen playoff games he's played in. He has nine points. He has four goals and five assists, and two Bro, of those assists, stud. two of those assists were on overtime winners. The first assist, not the Ryan Whitney assist. The second assist, the first assist. He was getting like pass goal. And he assisted two overtime goals. He assisted the one that threw him in the finals, and he assisted one against the Leafs too. Yeah. Uh, well, remember him, him and uh, was it Suzuki that went in on the two on two on O? Two on O. Yeah, so that's what I mean. He, that was the one against the Leafs. He could have shot it. He could have buried it and yeah. give it back to back Suzuki. Over. And, and th- this kid is just great. Yeah. So, I. I, I enjoy watching that young man play hockey just so everybody knows this kid's only 20 years old and he's five foot seven and he's only 162 pounds just so everybody knows and he is lighting up the nhl right now (laughs) plays like he's six foot five yeah just incredible he does it all good he's is the man so montreal is loving him so we'll see what happens here all right so rob bringing in our our boy here, Riley Jones, who explained to us. Jonesy, Jonesy can you explain to us what is going on with this Junior A, Junior B stuff? So basically, from what I from what I can tell, they're trying to get they're trying to just change their status from Junior B to Junior A. So from what I know, they're not trying to join with the OJHL or anything like that. They just they just want that letter designation. It's basically just an arbitrary letter. But the issue that they're running into is, is that you, you look at leagues that are comparable to GOJHL, like the NOJHL, the SIJHL, the leagues like that, that have the A designation, and they're losing out on recruits because of it, even though they're the same caliber league, or in some cases, they're even a better league. So, like, what, is it, what does that do for the, like, players themselves? Like, does this do anything? Does it make anything better for the players when it comes to other, like, squads they can hop ship or whatever like how does that work for them 
realistically, I mean, it'll, it'll help for exposure, um, you know, a couple years down the road, especially, I, I feel like they'll probably have more, more, you know, NCAA scouts and OUA scouts in the building for if they are junior A. Mm-hmm. But as far as, I mean, there's one thing that, that, that kind of sucks right now for GUJHL teams is they can, it seems like the OJ, they can just poach the GUJHL players if they want, because mm-hmm. they're technically a higher level. So that'll, that'll at least stop a little bit of that. Guys won't be just, you know, teams won't be losing their best players every year to a higher level. Mm-hmm. And realistically, the level is, you know, pretty similar. Yeah. So, so Riley, is, is that the Kingsville, uh, is it the Kings? Yeah. So no, that's, that's the, that's GMHL. So that's Fuck, an I'm everywhere, league. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so the Kingsville league again, uh, is an outlaw, outlaw league. So basically they're, they're junior a, but realistically they don't, there's nothing that proves they're junior a, they, they can call themselves whatever they want. There's nothing that's actually granting them that status. They're, they're just kind of their own thing. Right. So that's kind of like a non like sanctioned league. Yeah. So like, for example, if, if a player plays one or two games in that league, I think there's like, I think it's a two game maximum. They're not eligible to play in any hockey Canada sanctioned hockey for the remainder of the year because wow. it's not a sanctioned league. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So I'm so, yeah, so it's a completely different level from that Kingsville and Windsor league. Well, Rob, what are you confused about? We have them here. Fire away, man. <laughs> Well, this is this is what I don't understand is I don't understand uh, who's trying to do what. Like Junior B is trying to be Junior A status. Yeah. So the GUJHL is just trying to get granted. Basically, it, it amounts to a letter change from B to A. They've been actually been trying for years. They've been kind of doing it behind closed doors. And then yep. this year, they've kind of taken the approach of we're going to go public with it. We're going to get petitions. We're going to get media coverage and things like that. So, okay. I've been drinking. <laughs> Shocker. So <laughs> we, 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 we've drank beers together. Um, yeah, yeah, we have. So is Junior B, tr- so like would Windsor have to play Leamington? Oh, so you're talking about like the Spitfires or the Windsor trip or the right. Windsor GMA GMHL league? Oh, there's a Windsor GMHL team? Yes, the Windsor Aces. Well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. This is all new to me. Yeah. yeah I so there is, never heard of them either. Now, what are they? What are, are they B? What's that? The GMHL? Yes. They're Junior A, but like I said, I mean, they can call themselves whatever they want. They can call themselves, we're, we're the Platinum League, we're the AAA League. There's nothing granting them right. that status. They're their own thing. It's the NHL. Oh, okay. Yeah, they could, they could call themselves <laughs> that if they want, right? So. <laughs> Put it on the back of your card. Played for the Kings in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> out of Windsor. Yeah, because we're yeah. <laughs> we're just trying to figure it out. I was like, at, I was trying at, to read it. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I was thinking like, are they like amalgamating the leagues or something? Like, are they putting the leagues together to where then it would just be one big league? Like, that's what I was trying to figure out too. Yeah, as far as I know, that's not on the table. I mean, I know the OJ does want to expand its footprint, but I don't think that's exactly what they have in mind. But. uh it's not like the Spitfires are their own thing. That's major junior. It's technically tier one junior A. Nobody really calls it tier one junior A anymore. They generally just call it major junior. This is like OJHL, CCHL, AJHL, BCHL. They're all tier two junior A. That's what leads the shrine for them. I've never even heard of half these leagues, Rob. Have you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I heard all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, he's like 
just like rifling oh, them it's, off. It's, I'm it's like, like it's like the WBC. It's a WBA. It, it's all the the uh, boxing titles. You know, like mm-hmm. it's all the same shit. It's just different calibers of boxers. Yeah, yeah it's know. all different. It's all different. I mean, there's varying levels. Like the BCHL is probably the best tier two junior A league in Canada, and that's obviously British Columbia. Mm-hmm. And then there's you know there's different junior A leagues that are just based on the on the footprint, right? AJHL, right. Alberta, things like that, right? So confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it is very confusing, isn't it, Rob? Maybe we should just stick to junior C. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, saying. man. We just like I was like that's why I was saying to Rob, I'm like, let's just get him on here. Because we would have butchered it. Oh, it would have been horrible. Next thing you know, they would have been talking about Junior A and Junior B and Junior C are all combining. They're all going to be one. No, they're not. (laughs) No, they're not. Yeah, that's perfect. There's all these these little leagues, not little leagues, but differential leagues in between those that we, I, I didn't even know about. Yeah, I honestly yeah, didn't. Yeah, there's there's a there's a ton of leagues. I think there's well, there's at least three. Yeah, there's three junior A leagues, four junior A leagues, just in Ontario, mm-hmm. right? But there's nothing south of Toronto. That's kind of what the junior A, what's what the GOJHL's argument is: is why is there nothing south of Toronto? We're a hockey hotbed down here, right? Yeah, we are 100. percent That's why we started this yeah. podcast for fuck's sake. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, exactly. while we there's, like, there's some beauties coming out of this this area you know just wow. like if you think about it like uh per billion people that they have up mm-hmm. there in toronto compared to here how many how many gems have come out of this area mm-hmm. yeah, i'm exactly. gonna say we're a better percentage mm-hmm. yeah like if you look at like the there one of the geojhl's argument is there's the sijhl which is in the thunder bay area they're considered junior a but you don't have like London and Sarnia and all and Windsor and all these, you know, bigger, bigger areas that produce more hockey players. They're not junior A. That's kind of what their argument is. Who the fuck wants to play in Thunder Bay? Yeah. It is cold as fuck there. And it snows like eight feet at a time for fuck's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or in the Sioux. Who wants to play for Sault Ste. Marie? Yeah, yeah there's dude. only two things Wayne to Gretzky. do. <laughs> Three things to do. Yeah. Drink beer, play hockey, cut down trees. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. That's your yeah, three for things. Sure. For sure. <laughs> That's the three things. Hey, while we actually have you on, um, how's everything looking with the boys there? The threes are we getting ready for camp? Like what's going on there? Yeah, no, we're we're expecting we're supposed to drop the puck October first. So we're we're pretty excited about that. I think we're supposed to finalize our camp date here this week. So we'll probably be posting something about that soon. We're we're pretty fired up. We're expecting fans in the stands as of right now and everything. It's it's everything's gonna be it's a go- all uh, yeah, I mean, as of right now, we're we got no reason to, to believe otherwise. So we're excited. Yeah, that's what we want to hear, don't we, Rob? Oh fuck yeah! It, it, um, so any any new signings or anything that you can talk about, or Mike won't let you? Nothing <laughs> official as of yet. No. Also, <laughs> oh, so so you got some stuff <laughs> in the works? <laughs> yeah, no. We got bullshit. we got some iron in the fire on some guys. We're we're excited about nice. what we're gonna have. We nice. We're very pumped about it. This is this yeah. is exciting time right yeah because you guys have been chomping at the bit for the last two years yeah basically right for sure yeah we put a lot of hours in too it's it's like it's it'd be nice to kind of see the payoff for a little bit right so Mm -hmm. 100 100 and i think i think that you guys are going to have a lot of sold out nights just due to the fact Mm -hmm. that nothing has been going on for so long that uh, i think it's going to put a lot of more a lot more asses in the stands 
yeah, yeah. yeah we our... definitely feel a we definitely feel a buzz especially you know bringing in some some new local guys to the staff right like you know we got jamie back we got you know pales is new and and all these guys right it's kind of bringing a little bit of a buzz back to it so we're pretty we're pretty pumped and you know we're kind of feeling the love in town so mm-hmm. can't wait yeah. to can't wait until yeah, Brad, jamie mcdermott yep yeah, yeah for sure yeah it's, it's awesome. gonna be good times there do you uh do you have anything else for him rob or are you good no i'm good beauty hey man seriously we just i you. just really appreciate yeah. you coming on jonesy and yeah, no problem. helping us out uh trying to make me understand uh i still don't understand but whatever <laughs> hopefully everybody else can i've been drinking so whatever so so rob no if you don't have anything for him i don't have anything for him we'll just wrap up the episode with him what do you think awesome so everybody until next week and rob jonesy we're fucking out of here we'll talk to you after see ya peace <laughs> Yeah, I can get behind anything